Welcome into the iHeartWolves podcast. I'm your host, Trip Wagner. Find me on Twitter at NotDWolfson. We have a very, very special guest for you today, Jake Painting. Writes for Canis Hoopus and has a podcast, obviously, Paint Points. Make sure you check his incredible workout. Obviously, I'm tuning into everything he does. Been doing a ton of great draft coverage, just really getting us going. Jake, how are you today? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? Doing well, thanks. Just just getting geared up for this big week ahead for our Wolves, man. Ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's been a long time coming, so I'm really excited to get this this crank in, and and I'm really excited to be here today to have a chat with you about it. Appreciate that, absolutely. I feel like I have to start by saying this. Let's go ahead and lift the moratorium. The Wolves fans, need <laughs> yeah. let's get this yeah. going. Like let like let's at least like legally be allowed to like say, oh, the Timberwolves are in discussions for X Y Z. Like let's let's get it going. We need some Woj bombs. Yeah, well, uh, what is it? Is it tomorrow that it's lifted? I, that's what they listen. They keep they keep saying there's no definitive date. That's the concern here. Like, let's let's get it going. Yeah, so I, I'm hoping that we at least like get some trades, or even if it's not the wolves, just some trades or something Anything. before draft night to, to tie mm-hmm. us over until Wednesday night. Anything will get me going at this point. I'm I'm about glued to my phone as you can be, but. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll start with a hot topic. Obviously, topic of discussion number one is pick number one. I mean, let's just let's start bare bones. Who do you think the Wolves are going to take there? Yeah, well, well that's the million dollar question, isn't it? I, I think there's there's obviously huge risks and, and huge rewards with either Lamelo Ball or Anthony Edwards. Um, so I guess uh, you wouldn't really see me too upset or too over the moon happy if either of those guys got selected, but. After another full watch the last few weeks, uh, after I finished my, my last draft piece for Tanner Supers, so I've kind of um, been watching Ball and Edwards, and, and I've watched I watched all of Ball's games, and I watched 10 or 15 um, Georgia games for, for Edwards, and, and I've moved Lomelo ahead. I think he's number one on my board now, and for that reason, I, I'd take him for the Wolves, and, and I think you just try and make it work with, with, with D'Angelo Russell, and uh, I think they can work, which I'm sure we'll get into it a bit more uh, later, but... I think if, if, not, if he doesn't work, you have another asset to move in the future. And I, I just think at this point, he's the best player in the draft for me, the the guy with the highest potential. So I think you take him and, and you live with the results. Yeah, I... I, uh, I know I, you're a big Lamello fan, so I, I don't think I, yeah. you've got any disagreements there. <laughs> I mean, I look, I think, you know, if you're going to call this a weak draft, at the end of the day, we've been hearing about Lamello balls for probably the past three, four years. Like, I just think the talent is too real to... To, to pass on and and at the end of the day worst case scenario like he's an elite passer and of course Ricky Rubio you know Ricky Rubio fans out there they still exist in Minnesota he can pass at the exact same elite level that Ricky Rubio could coming out where where we saw those highlights and thought holy shit this kid can pass um, worst case scenario he's an elite passer but you know, this is a dude who's six seven, and Doogie mentioned the other day on his podcast that his growth plates were still open. So this yep. dude can grow another two inches. He's already six six and a half. I mean, you know, I, I think I like Anthony Edwards. I will get into it more, but I just I don't love a guy at number one whose whose work ethic is in question. And certainly, there's defensive tendencies there for Lamelo that don't exist, but there's plenty of that for plenty of all stars out there right now. Um, only yeah, and and we'll just kind of dive into it. But but with that being said. LaMelo Ball, I mean, we'll just, I, I'm with you 100%. I think he's the pick if, if I'm the guy drafting and I'm not. But um, you've seen him in person, I believe, if that's, if that's accurate. What, what, what are some of the thoughts you have? What are some of the, you know, common things you noticed? What, 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 are, what are you thinking about LaMelo? 
Yeah, I, I, at the time in person, it was obviously, I don't even know when it was now, but but it feels like a lifetime ago that the, the NBL season was actually on and that we could go and sit in a stadium and watch sports. But but at the time, I didn't really have my, my scouting glasses on as much as I do now. And, and obviously, I'm 30 rows back, so it's it's hard to pay as much attention to him as you'd like and, and as you would on film. Um, mm-hmm. But but I, I left the stadium both times. I seen him impressed. Um, I seen him in in Sydney in, uh, at the Illawarra home home stadium, and then I saw him in my home state of Melbourne. Um, I left both times impressed. Uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about his future, and I just think, um, like you said, there's, there's obviously the the multi level passing ability, be it pick and roll, pick and pop. Um, I think he he drives seams and, and hits shooters and cutters at a very very high level and then uh the transition runouts where, where he he starts the break with a rebound himself and either gets down the floor quickly and and, and hits passes in transition or, or just he has an, an unfathomable unfathomable outlet of passing ability which um i think is kind of one of the most underrated parts of his game is he he can he can anchor a, a fast-paced offense that that gets from one end of the floor to the other um, uh, at light speed, he, he can do that. So, yeah, I, I'm a believer in the passing. I'm, I'm a. I think that you have to be somewhat of a believer in in the the shooting projections if you have him one like like we do. Um, I think the the lower mechanic, the lower body mechanics of his shot are, are bad but fixable. Um, I don't think he'll ever be an elite shooter by any means, but. I think he'll be good enough to keep defenders honest if, if he can figure out some of those those issues. And then, most of all, I guess I'm a believer in, in his basketball IQ, which which is just something that um that I'm a sucker for. And I think that translates to his off ball de- like defensive potential. Uh, I think the way he'll be able to act, uh, impact games on that end as he gets more reps in teams that actually asked him to play defense. I think yep. like that the only team that's ever asked him to play defense was the Illawarra Hawks this season. And he only played, you know, nine or 10 games. So mm-hmm. um, the, even then, even with the, the pretty substandard defensive showing that he had this season, you, you go through his film and you watch him off the ball and, and that IQ really pops. He, he, he knows what happens on a basketball court, whether it's offense, defense, he, he does, see things, you know, a step or two ahead. And, and when he really starts to put it all together and, and starts to, to grow in an NBA system in, in an 82 or 72 game season, um, I, I do have belief that he'll be a pretty decent off-ball defender and that might offset some of the, the strength issues and stuff that he has on the ball. So I'm rambling, but but that's I'm pretty optimistic in, in LaMelo Ball. I think he has a, a bankable skill, obviously, in the passing, yeah. a bankable skill in, in his rebounding from, from the point guard position. And then, yeah, I, I'm cautiously optimistic on some of the, the low points in his game getting better. You know, I, I, I completely like basketball IQ, you can't teach in any way, shape, or form, right. ultimately. And, 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 and I think, you know, the confidence is something that I think people overlook. Like his brother, they want to just like mesh him with his brother, whereas they're polar opposites mentally in terms of like, Lonzo, I think his dad really played like a negative impact in his life in terms, not, not like that, but in terms of his ability to be successful on the court in his, in his early on in his professional career. Whereas I think LaMelo is the opposite. Like, I think he believes in his mind, like I'm the best shooter. I'm the best passer. I'm the best, like he can be like in his mind, he's what you want mentally in a player. And I think that is going to help him long-term in an NBA court. Like his ability to believe like I can do whatever the, 
the hell I want on the court and no one can stop me. Like that's important. Like that, that, that ability to, to believe in yourself is real for him. And I think that's going to play a huge role. So I, I, I mean, I personally, I like Anthony Edwards. I just, I can't fathom passing on LaMelo ball. And, and I appreciate what you had to say for sure. Um, I guess my question to piggyback off that is why do Wolves fans hate LaMelo ball? So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think we've, we as a fan base has been, have been burned so many times, right? Like yep. it's, it's especially in a draft like this, it kind of seems very Wolvesy to, to be the top of the draft that, that has so many question marks. And, and I'm a guy who, who, does have faith in Anthony Edwards, but I think, I think, it, I think for me, it's tough to to really disregard one guy and love the other guy. I, I like both guys, and I also see exactly you know the the issues with both guys. I, I wouldn't be surprised if either of them end up really good, or if either of them kind of fizzle out a little bit. And I guess that that a lot of Wolves fans, um, because of the past, which is completely understandable, kind of. Uh, state their claim on one guy and, and really want to go to one side of the fence and that makes them either you know kind of dislike the other guy more than more than maybe they should so I think yep. with the way the roster set out maybe that that most people kind of feel like staking their claim with Edwards who, who does fit uh, yep. positionally a little bit better um, makes some more sense but but I think only time will tell and, and we don't have a good track record of, of draft picks so it's it's easy to be cautious and to be a little bit scared that, that this one isn't going to work out either. But I think that at the end of the day, we don't know. And we need to trust the, the, the front office and the coaching staff that they have in place and, and hopefully things work out. No, I agree hundred percent. And and I'll say 75% of the people in my mentions prefer Edwards to ball. And my rebuttal to that is, is, is simply this is, you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves aren't in a position to draft for fit. Yeah. We just aren't. We're not the Los Angeles Lakers, right? So we aren't, you know, we aren't drafting because we need one piece that fits into our roster. Well, look, you have to take the best player with the highest, or maybe not even the best player at the moment, but the person with the highest upside. And to me, it's evident LaMelo Ball is that. I like, you know, I like Anthony Edwards. I think his shot is nice. I think he's very athletic. Um, he's never been on a team where he's been asked to truly, like, win um and he's never done that and i don't necessarily blame him for that but uh, my my biggest concern with a guy like that and i'm not going to compare him to wiggins i know that's a lazy take but i mean if you watched his pro day what was that three weeks ago with clutch sports yeah. whatever that was on espn 2 or espn i watched that whole thing within five minutes he was exhausted yeah he had eight minutes or I'm sorry, eight months or so, however long to prepare for that. And he wasn't in shape for that. Are you kidding? Me? Like that, that screams, that's, that's a concern. Yeah. That's, I mean, is that, is that, is that not like terrifying? Yeah. If you're a Wolves fan, when you, you've lived through it with Wiggins, one of the most talented prospects of the past 10 years. And like just the care for to be good wasn't there. So like I look at Anthony Edwards, of course he's talented. He was, but he was exhausted in a pro day. Yeah, it's 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 not a great sign, and, I, and I've definitely heard other people express uh, concern with that exact that exact topic that, that you're saying that he kind of didn't didn't come in looking like he was uh, particularly in in perfect shape, and, and you know there's there's a number of reasons I guess that you could give him an excuse for that, and yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I actually personally uh, only watched you know bits and pieces of the pro day just because you know one on one on none kind of. Uh, workouts don't overly 
excite me and I don't think you can glean too much from from that. And I think sure. at this point we're we're looking at anything to 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 find you know a reason to like a guy or to or to not like a guy. And I didn't want to uh, have that kind of influence me. And and I, th- I right. think one of the big things right now is just overwatching guys like. You know, we've had so long and it's almost like just a natural instinct to to want to change your opinion or to, to see things that that maybe aren't there just because you're you're watching a guy. You know, I've watched Lamelo four times now, four full reruns of, of every game he watched. And and that was the one thing I thought when I moved him up is maybe I'm just uh, seeing things that, that maybe aren't there because I've watched him so many times now. But um mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like I said at the start of, of the of the show, I'm really I'm I'm pretty, uh, I guess one A one B with with Edwards that you, you won't yep. find me as a guy who who will be really upset with either of them. And I think that that I completely agree with the motor and the the consistency issues um, with Edwards. But if that's yep. the guy they think that they can turn around, um, I, I'd I'd be okay with that. Right. Yeah, and just to, to finish off with this subject, I mean, ultimately, yeah, it, with the amount of time we've had to look at these prospects, I mean, I think it's easy to, to watch pro days and things of that nature and the one-on-none and, and, and kind of talk yourself into or out of a yeah. guy. I, I personally wasn't watching Anthony Edwards in that pro day to think to myself, oh, let me validate my opinion. Yeah. I wanted to see, I wanted to see, all right, let's see what kind of shape he came into. And he pretty much validated the fact <laughs> that he showed up out of shape. I mean, that's that's a concern. Yeah, I, mean, I, I a, completely agree a, yeah. with that. Like, a, a, he definitely didn't look in, in great shape, especially when you've got Tyrese Maxey there as well, who who was clearly was yep. clearly the opposite, you know. And um, yep. And yeah, but especially when you only have what just over a month now to the season, you you kind of hope that that he is in shape. They're not going to have this yep. huge uh, training camp and and kind of build up into the season like they normally do with, with the summer league involved and whatnot. Yep. So. You really do hope he's in shape. You hope that was kind of just a, an, an aberration, I guess, instead of um, what he's going to be because he hasn't really ever been a guy, I think, who's had conditioning concerns before the pro day. So he's always been a guy who, whose athleticism and and strength and fitness has has been a, a plus for him. So so I, I think that... I think teams would definitely be asking about that when they're, when they're talking to his agents and talking to... You know, guys who are around him, they'd definitely be asking whether what what was the what was the reason why he he looked a bit more out of shape than you'd expect. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. So yeah, they're I agree a hundred percent. They're both one A and one B. I guess when it comes to one C or two, you can say it. Uh, James Wiseman, you know, incredible talent clearly does not want to play for Minnesota has nothing to do with the climate or the market. It's clearly has to do with the fact that Carl Anthony Towns is there. And I certainly understand that has a very powerful agent. You know, is that something that you, you run a huge risk. Do you take him anyways and, and risk not only pissing off him, but his, his high power agent who can, you know, play a role in a number of different things for this franchise moving forward. Is that someone that you just say, you know what? Huh? Charlotte wants him. Hmm. Seems like Golden State wants him. They're a pretty smart franchise. Do we just take him and try to make him fit and go, you know, old school with it? Yeah, well, um, it's tough for me because because on one hand, I think if if he's the, the guy that you think is is the guy, like if they if you, you know if we got to be a fly in the wall in the in the Timberwolves war room, um, and, and Wiseman's on top of that big board, then then I think you take him. I think that if he's the guy you think's going to be the star, if you think that he's a tier above. Yep. Edwards and Ball, then then you take him. I mean, like I don't think he's the kind of guy who's going to kind of 
you know, rattle a whole franchise because he got drafted by a team that, that maybe he doesn't want to be at because I'm sure they would, I'm sure if they drafted him one, they, they'd make him fit, uh, you know, in the rotation. I'm sure he'd get plenty of minutes and, and that'd be enough to, to satisfy him. And, and, you know, you move Towns to the four or, or whatever the, the goal is there. But then on the other hand, like I, I, I'm not a Wiseman guy. So uh, I think he has the potential to be obviously a good NBA player, a, a long, a long mm-hmm. career, but, but I don't believe really in the, in the perceived potential on, on either on the end of the floor. And I don't, I don't, I don't think he's a skilled enough big man like a Towns or, or an Anthony Davis or, yeah. or a Nikola Jokic to, to warrant using an asset like number one to take him and then paying him like a number one pick and obviously extending him like a number one pick normally does in a, in a few years, which is, you know, 20 million plus. So um, for me, what? for me, it's a no. I, I, uh, for the team, if he's the guy, then, then it's a yes. But for me, I, I wouldn't run the risk mm-hmm. purely from an on court perspective. And, and then when you added the, add in the reported cold shoulder that, that he's giving to the, the Wolves, um, it's a no-brainer pass for me. But, yeah, it, it, I'm probably in the minority there. And obviously, I'm not as smart as um, as, as <laughs> NBA GMs and NBA front officers. But but I've, I'm pretty confident in the, the work I've done. And maybe I, I don't think I'm the, the talent evaluator that, that a lot of people are. But I'm, I'm pretty confident in, in the work I've done kind of scouting this process and, and yeah i'm not a huge wiseman guy i have him as a as a mid to late lottery pick so uh, so it's it's um yeah i'd pass on him uh, he's one of the one guys where i probably you'd probably see me on twitter pretty um vocal about about mm-hmm. not being overly happy with, with with draft night if they took him but i do trust the front office um which is something right. we we haven't been able to say a lot over the last 25 30 years so um if, if that's just wiseman then then that'd be that'd be okay with me just because i do trust them yeah i hate to agree with everything you're saying and and certainly i i am no expert in any regard i love i love basketball as a whole i watch a lot of film love the timberwolves but yeah i'm definitely you know far below an expert especially from a front office standpoint um but I mean, is his shot not virtually identical to DeAndre Jordan? I mean, I swear to God, I watched them both <laughs> shoot, and it's like almost identical. I swear to God, offensively they're identical. They mirror one another. Um, so love DeAndre Jordan, but I, I I I don't see. I think he would be if you got him with pick twelve, it'd be a yeah. steal. But um, if you're taking him first overall, the, the upside from that standpoint is even if he became an elite defender, what does he give you on offense? Right? I mean you know, a center that can't shoot. I mean, so I, I like him, but I would, you know, this will kind of tee off into the next subject here, but I would certainly, you know, if Charlotte and Golden State are fighting over him, I mean, let's get competitive and, and make them ha- give you an offer you can't refuse. But um, yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't love the fit. I don't love the player. He doesn't want to be here. It just, no, 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 no. Don't yeah. touch it. But uh, um you know, with that being said, uh, in your perspective, what would you say is, you know, the most realistic trade scenario that you could see shaken out for the Wolves, whether it's on draft night, the day before, tomorrow? What, what's something you think, okay, we have the first pick, the 17th, the 33rd, we've got players. What, what, what's something that could come together that makes sense, that's real? It's not just something we're, show, you know, throwing out there. What, what's something that really you think could make sense? That makes this team. Better. Yeah, well, well, I think there's there's too much smoke for there not to be fire with with both the the Charlotte, you know, interest in Wiseman and 
and also right. the the pick 17 at, and Culver deals that that seems to be getting yes. reported by multiple sources now and, and obviously it's it's most strange season but um it's when you when you start getting reports coming out from from multiple different guys at, at multiple different outlets um things start that you know there's a lot of there's a lot of smoke there so i think I think the Charlotte deal has legs. Um, moving moving back from from one to three will will certainly allow you to get uh, Edwards or Ball if they really do want Wiseman, mm-hmm. and then you grab another asset to go along with that. And I, I think you can't really go wrong there. Like if you were going to take Edwards or Ball at, at number one anyway, and, and you can get a Miles Bridges um, or even you know a, a protected twenty one pick, or I I'm not sure they'll move PJ Washington, but but obviously you know that's that's the pipe dream, but. You know, if you get is Bridges. I, I, well, I think if you're like, if you've obviously, you know, if you're the if you're Jason Rosas and you and you've canvassed the league and that's the deal, you know, and Charlotte's kind of the team you fall on, where it's like, well, this is the the best option. Um, if you're moving back from one to three and you're getting Edwards or Ball, who you were going to take anyway, um, I think Bridges is fine because if you okay. if you know it's another asset. Like, if does that make sense? I think that. If, if that's a guy you're going to take anyway, all you're doing is taking that guy plus getting someone else. And then, um, yeah, the 17 and Colbert rumours, I think, you know, that is to get up back into the lottery again. And then and then the one I'd be really interested in is, a, is an Aaron Gordon move. Um, the the rumours have floated around for, for months now with Gordon, and I know the Timberwolves um, definitely ha- have spoken to, to Orlando about him. I'm higher on Gordon than most. I, I, I love his fit as a four on this team and and, and the way they want to play. Uh, I think he's very underrated as a defender. Um, he would definitely be um, a guy who who makes your defense better. Maybe not, you know, transforms your defense, but but definitely makes it better. And, and I think he's very attainable. I think if you, especially if you move up from Culver, um, move up with Culver and seventeen, and you use you know six or, or you know whatever that mid lottery pick is to to procure uh gordon from orlando maybe with a james johnson included for for salary purposes then then I, i'm i'd definitely be willing to do yeah. that and, and i'd be one of the main guys you'll see really um really promoting that deal because uh, i think aaron yeah. gordon's an awesome fit um and someone who could really benefit from a change of uh, scenery so they're the three that I haven't gone out on much of a limb there, but but those those three that, that we've been hearing about, I think all of those would um would be fairly realistic and, and things that that Timberwolves fans should definitely have on their radar. Yeah, and I'll piggyback off both those. I guess my my rebuttal to you with the Aaron Gordon thing. So, are you suggesting that they trade seventeen and Culver to get to six, or let's just say in that vicinity? And then flip that pick for Aaron Gordon, you know, while attaching, say, a James. Yeah, well, I mean, if you can get if you can get Gordon for seventeen and and Culver, I think you you just you just do that, yeah. right? Like, but it, no, that's yeah, but I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people would think you know, like, let's just say it's six, um, just for for argument's sake, we we say that they move up to six, and then you sure. trade six and and Johnson for Gordon. I think that there would definitely be a. a a faction of the of the fan base that's pretty unhappy with that, but but I wouldn't be one of those those fans because I think that I think that Jordan fits okay. really well, and I don't have a lot of faith that um, you know this draft class is one that you want to be using assets just to get up into the top ten twice. Like if you, I think if you move that, Jordan, I think okay. Jordan's a good player, so it's something I'd be, I'd, I'd um, yeah, I'd promote. So you like. Let's say we can get seventeen and Culver for six, hypothetically, or seven, or whatever it is, and 
Isaac Okoro's there. You would rather flip that pick. I I, I like Okoro yeah. a lot. So you'd, uh, rather, yeah. you'd flip it and still you'd still yeah. I, it's tough because I, because you know I lean on 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 either side of the fence. I I, I I'm a fan of Gordon. Um, and I also love Isaac Okoro. Like mm-hmm. Isaac Okoro is the guy who I honestly would not be upset with if they took it number one. So. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, it's a tough one because I think that I think you probably it's a, probably a slight overpay for Gordon. I think he might fit um, positionally yeah. a bit better just because he's a true four, and then um, and I think he's a better shooter than than Okoro. But I also think Okoro has a chance to be a high high yeah. level defender, and obviously uh, Minnesota yeah. need that. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's tough for me because I like both of those guys. The the ideally right. you. You get you can get Gordon without going too um, too deep, you know, in, into your your bag of assets, and maybe that allows you to get Gordon yeah. for seventeen and Culver, and then uh, you just pick at number one, and and you kind of forget about that second lottery pick. But but yeah. there's so many things in play right now. I guess we can't really we can't really pinpoint anything, can we? But but I'd be happy with with Gordon or Okoro for sure. No, I agree. And I think that honestly is a, a very like slept on topic is the fact that like Orlando has like a thousand yeah. big men and like, I think they're going to be active. And maybe you get, and maybe you get 15 I think in that deal, maybe to sweeten the deal for, for them. Maybe, sure. maybe you give sure. them the pitch six you've just acquired, uh, Jarrett Culver, yeah. James Johnson, and then um, you get Gordon and fifteen, and then at least you get another. Uh, at least you get another. <laughs> if um, they can do that, another do pick. That. I mean, yeah, if they can, if they can get fifteen and Gordon, holy shit! I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't even blink yeah. accept that. But yeah, it'll be. I think like he quietly like that is not something like that is talked about. Like he should should and probably will be moved in the next like week or so, and that's seems to be not talked about, but. Um, We'll see, but no, I, I like that point, and I, I what I'll just touch on on pick number three with Charlotte. Like, my biggest concern with flipping three for you know, say three and Bridges for one is, do you devalue yourself as an organization um, from a from a trade standpoint and from a front office standpoint by saying, uh, well, Bridges is the best we can do. Let's just yeah. take it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you devalue pick one because there's not a Zion there? Do you, do you say, oh, well, we're just taking the best we can get? Like, I like Bridges. I don't love him. I think he's a yeah. role player. I think he's got a very good role. I think he's a very – he has the potential to be a very good role player. But, you know, P.J. Washington, that that changes the conversation. But my concern is is that, that people, you know, don't take the front office seriously if you say, well, you know, there's no Ja Morant or there's no Zion. So I guess we'll do three in bridges for pick one. Yeah, you know yeah I, mean? I completely get that. And I think that this this front office, um, they know the landscape of the league and they know, um, I guess, what, what other teams are valuing number one at. And, and I don't think that they would do anything. I think if, they, if the bridges and, and three is what they come away with it, I think that would be because they think that the, the league's consensus is that is how much number one mm-hmm. is worth, if that makes sense. So uh, if they, if they, I, th- I think that's a really good point and one that I hadn't thought about. Um, but, but yeah, if they think that's, it's something that kind of looks like a desperation move, then um, they won't do it. Right. But if it's, you know, and it depends how high, I guess the, the league as well considers Miles Bridges. I mean, he was a lottery pick, what, two, three years ago. So uh, right. I, I'm not, um, ago, yep. I'm not, enamored with him either he, he was actually pretty bad i think this year 
Um, but <laughs> it, obviously a lot of potential. And, and another guy like Gordon, and they're kind of the uh, similar, you know, build and similar um, right. archetype of right. player where uh, maybe maybe being on a Timberwolves team that, that really needs a player like them could um, could help them a little bit. But it's, yeah, it, it's a tough one. I know I keep saying it's a tough one, but it, it really is. Like it's, it's just hard to pinpoint what's going to happen and how much this number one pick is worth. And obviously it's a, it's a weak class, but it's also, it's a number yep. one pick. And, and no matter what, that's, that's a shiny asset. Yep. And that's an asset that, that always holds value. So uh, distinguishing how much value that pick actually does hold is, is the key for this front office. And I'm sure something that they are working um, day and night on. I agree. I think my my desire to bring LaMelo Ball in is, yeah. is shining through everything I'm thinking right now. And maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe it's yeah. a good thing. Hey, five years from now, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll end on this. Uh, you know, obviously it's clear the Wolves are going to be active. They already are active, even though it's technically not legal. Go ahead, and Adam Silver. What are you doing? Lift the moratorium. I'll say it like, what, what, just lift. <laughs> What's the deal here? What are we waiting on? I mean, Jesus Christ, just lift it. I mean, what, g- let's give these front offices a chance. So, um, clear the wolves are going to be active. They ha- and and ultimately, when you have the first pick, you're going to have options because you will have offers. Are the best best offers in yet? Of course not. As Doogie would say, do they come tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday? Heck. Wednesday morning, we'll see. But the point being, they're going to have options. So, Jake, in your mind, what is the absolute, you know, let's say Wednesday morning, Wednesday, Wednesday ends. We're sitting here. It's midnight. I'm texting you, whatever the case may be. We're having a conversation. What would be the best case scenario where you sat back, you're texting your friends, you're talking to me, whoever. You're saying, wow, that is an A plus night for the Minnesota Timberwolves franchise. What is Yeah, that? well, I think they're probably not going to get a start, right? Like obviously if they can if they can somehow uh, weasel their way into a into a deal that, that involves, you know, any number of stars that, that we hear mentioned alongside the, the Timberwolves, like you know, the Bookers, the Simmons, right. the Beals or, or all those kind of guys. Like obviously if one of those guys end up in Minnesota on draft night, it's an A plus, right? It's a home run. Um I think I think we can probably like we can't we can't count out anything with, with this front office and, and with the way the league is right now, but but I think we can be pretty confident that one of those guys isn't isn't going to end up on Minnesota on draft night. I'd be more confident uh, in saying that that they could get a guy like that at the at the next trade deadline. So yeah. um, putting that to the side, obviously that's that's number one. But but I think if if you come out of it with Ball or Edwards, um, so you know for us it's Ball, for others it's Edwards for the Timberwolves franchise, you know, we, I, I'm pretty confident that it's that it's one of those guys at the top of their their draft list. Um, so you come out with one of those guys, whoever it may be, um, and then you and then you somehow grab another helpful asset, whether it's you know the guys we've talked about, whether it's Eric Gordon, uh, sorry Aaron Gordon, um, if it's PJ Washington, which would just be awesome, um, a, a lightly protected 2021 20, pick. Um, you know, even Miles Bridges, like if it's someone, if you get the guy that you had at the top of your board and then you um, come out with a guy who helps you right now and you still end up with 17 and 33, um, that's, uh, you've, you've hit it out the park for me. Um, even if you, you don't end up with 17, even if right. you just come out with, with, with ball. So just say, let's say we just go ball, Aaron Gordon, 
pick 33. Um, then you get your top guy on the on the on your board. You get Aaron Gordon, who's obviously an immediate starter on a team, and the guy who's who's uh, obviously not a star, but but someone who is help will help a team win. Um, and then you know you come out with 33, who who can be a, a big swing on someone or or just a a solid role player. Which there there's a lot of solid role players in this draft from from 10 to, to 40. You know you can, you can find a solid role player who can immediately enter your rotation. Um, I think realistically that that's a home run for me. You, you especially if you believe in Ball or Edwards yep. like like we do. Um, then you've got you've got your guy. You've got your guy who you think can be a future star. You've got a guy who helps you win, you know, five yeah. more games immediately. Um, and then you've got your 33, who's um, a helpful role player who can give you 10, 15 minutes off the bench. Um, that That's a win for me. What about, what, yeah. what do you think on that, on that, you know, front? What would you do if you were, you were Rosas? Right. So, so the two best case scenarios for me, I want, before I touch on those, I want to briefly say um, something that <laughs> I think needs to be briefly discussed between you and I um, is, you know, LaMelo Ball's camp granting the Detroit Pistons, you know, access to his his workout. That, you know, they're the seventh pick, right? So clearly he's not falling that far. What does that tell you? I know he's been here. I, so I'm actually in Michigan. That's where I live. So I'm right near where he's been training. Um, uh, what does that tell you? Like, clearly he he's open to the idea of playing there, one, and two, that the Pistons think they could trade up with Minnesota to get him because um, they think they can. Um, I don't see a single package from that standpoint that makes sense to me in any way, shape or form for me as a Timberwolves general manager to move from one to seven and miss out on both tier one and tier two players. So um, I know they tried to trade in the, the lottery again to get Sekou Dumboya last year. Um, I, I Frankly, I, I see nothing that the Pistons can offer. I've been getting a ton of, you know, tweets from, from Pistons fans today, saying, you know, when I mentioned that, saying like Blake Griffin, Luke Kennard. First of all, Luke Kennard missed the entire year. Second of all, he's left-handed. I don't love his fit next to D'Angelo Russell at all. Uh, Blake Griffin, we're not going into the tax paying him $40 million a year to play to hit for him to be the third star makes absolutely zero sense. So for me that, that (laughs) there's nothing, you know, does seven Seku and an unprotected 2021 get the conversation going? Sure. But I, I don't even love that. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm not sure. I, I don't know what, um, I don't know what you get from from Pistons. I, I guess they're just doing their due diligence, right? Like, I, I just can't believe he would. They would. I, I. It's just it was one, two, three. The picks one, two, and three were invited, and then the Pistons. It, it's weird, but yeah, they have nothing to offer. But um, <laughs> beside the point. But my my two best case scenarios i felt like i had to bring that up i'm sorry it was like a burning desire in my brain um two best case scenarios so let's say we trade with charlotte the best case scenario would be three and pj washington i mean i think he played great i think he shot 40 percent. i mean pj washington tremendous upside yeah. and i haven't mentioned uh player. wendell carter jr Both as well who i think would would be another great fit i think he, yep. he can play the four yeah, like, yeah, I think he like can play the four, and I think at, uh, at 
in college he he showed a lot more than than what he was able to I think he was the single biggest uh like loser out of the Jim Boylan era um so I do like his fit and he's a guy who I guess you could just lump in with with that helpful asset you know that I, that I spoke about um whether I, th- I think he's a better asset than, than Bridges yeah. but I think no, I with Shah, uh, Chicago you you Definitely. take that one extra pick risk of, of missing out on Ball and Edwards so yeah that's what I was going to say. Yeah, what I think you take Cora or or for sale. If you miss out on on um, Edwards and Ball, and you get Carter Junior, I think you take a Cora over sale, and, and maybe you miss out on the the okay. true star potential that that Edwards or Ball bring. Do those two move the need? Yeah, I I like both those guys. I just don't yeah, know you're they're definitely they're becoming good. a better defensive. In the short term, no. Yeah. In the short term, they don't, and like we don't ha- like. For whatever reason, everything by all accounts, everyone I've talked to, like, do like that doesn't move the needle for Cat and for D'Lo, and 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 whether you, you know it's just like I know how much that I know how much for a fact. I've had a conversation with someone very tied into the Timberwolves, who they are catering oh, yeah. oh, yeah. to Carl Anthony Towns, but yeah. he wants to win. I mean, he wants to win now. And the Vassell you know, route, route, I guess I, it. I um, it all depends how much you believe in in Towns and Russell as true offensive hubs. Because if you think they them two can can really drag you offensively, then then maybe you know Vassell and and, and Wendell Carter Jr. give you enough defense right. where um you know you, you're getting closer to league league average there. And that you, but if you I think with Ball or Edwards and for me especially Ball, um, you, you're you're getting close to a top five offense and, and your defense might be be right. shit. Yeah, it might be shit again. But um, yep. but you, you're I gonna, really don't. <laughs> you know, be with the best of them um, offensively, and if that if they think that's enough to yep. at least make playoffs and and, and please Towns, then yep. yeah, that's enough. Yep, I refuse to believe that a great defense <laughs> wins you a championship. Like, I, I just don't. I think a better offense. Yeah, I cut you off there. Sorry, but, um, um, what, what are your ideal situations before we get going? Yeah, so no, no, no worries. Three in Washington, I don't think – here's my thing with that. I, I, I think that's a dream scenario. Here's my concern. I have this sneaking, like, mental I, – I have this suspicion. I think that Charlotte is saying that they want Wiseman because they have a fear – that the Timberwolves are going to take ball when in reality, I think they want to trade up to yeah. one and take LaMelo. That's my, that is, I don't think, theory. and I don't think that's, that's weird. I think that, that you like know, this. if you look back throughout the years that, that there was, a, there's plenty of smoke screening like that, that's happened in the draft and backfired on teams who, who believed it. So, and they need all the help they can get Charlotte. They're not in a position yep. to be, you yep. know, drafting sure for, for fit either. So, um, if, yeah. They have good wings, but they can't sit there and be like, oh, we're good. No, and they know that. And I've heard James Borrego um, and, and Mitch Kupchak kind of, you know, with a few quotes yep. over the last few days. And um, they they have all been yep. pointed in the direction that they need help at every position. And they, sure. need, they need good players now. So yep. if they did yep. that, that honestly wouldn't surprise me. And it would be a chicken in <laughs> the guts if we... Uh, traded traded to three and they yep. and they took Ball um, or, or Edwards. That's <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen, but ultimately, um, I guess we'll see. But I mean, maybe if the moratorium got lifted and Charlotte traded, Russell, that's <laughs> yeah, we yeah. wouldn't be having this conversation. But uh, that's kind of my fear: is that 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 Charlotte trades up with us, and then they take Lamelo, and let's just say 
Golden State says, all right, fuck it, and they take. Well, they're the, they're the big, they're the big players, aren't they? The Golden State are the big players because they, they seem to be the only team that that aren't married to the thought of taking, you know, one of the quote unquote big three in the draft. Like if they take, you know, Denny FDL or, or a Cora or Vassell, like that wouldn't surprise me because they, they are genuine chance of winning, winning the championship next year. So if they take a role player that that can slot in positionally and and help straight away rather than being like, you know, the Steph Curry replacement. Like, you know, they're not, I don't think they're looking for a guy who's going to yeah. be their best right. player in 10 years rather than a guy who might be their fifth player next year. Right. So they, right. they could do anything. Yeah. And I think, um, no, I agree. I think, uh, yeah, best case, let's just say that Charlotte trades up. We think they're going to take Wiseman and they take Paul. Best case scenario at three, in my opinion. Denny Evdia. But that's just me. I think he's got that up. So he could step in from day one. He's been playing with professionals for years. So that's just me. So, but beside the point, three and Washington is a dream. Best case scenario for that. I don't think that's going to happen. Most realistic best case scenario. Let's say we keep all three picks. Okay. For me, we take LaMelo Ball at pick one, right? Best player. I think he's got tremendous upside. He can step in from day one next to D'Lo. And then you keep 17, Tyrell Terry, the best shooter in the draft. He is a Tyler Hero type player. You can look back at my timeline. I swear to God, I said Tyler Hero is the no-brainer pick for the Minnesota Timberwolves in the 2019 draft. No one listened to me. We should have taken him. I said it. I said it. I watched his film. I said it. He's everything that Houston was. I said, take Tyler Hero. However, apparently they red flagged his dad. So that's also a kind of a concern, I guess, from a LaMelo ball standpoint with his dad. That kind of scares me. So maybe we'll pass on him. Um, but that's what Doogie said. They red flagged, you know, Hero's dad, whatever. So they take Tyler Tyrell Terry at 17, the best shooter in the draft, without question. Love him. I know he's friends with our boy Jack. Shout out to you. Um, I would take him at 17. And then at 33, they take a guy who three years from now, you could sit back and say, wow, why did we miss on this guy? Jay Scrub. Keep your eyes on Jay Scrub. That man can play. He is a beast. He could be legitimately an NBA. Yeah, well, um, I think, yeah, I I wouldn't have a problem with that. And I think there's just so many... There's so many guys in that, you know, 17th pick or, or 33rd pick that that really could help, and, and it depends on what what way they want to go. Like, do they want solid role players who they think they can uh, can contribute right away, or do they want, uh, you know, up, true upside plays? Like, um, you know, Jaden McDaniels is a guy I just finished writing about, and um, and I've got 4,000 words out on him, and, yeah. I, and I don't think I I came out of it with with any idea still what he's going to be, but but I do know that he could be a star yeah. if he puts it together. It's a six foot ten small forward, a seven foot wingspan. You know, stretches the floor, can, can dribble the ball. Um, yeah. And then there's yeah, guys like Jay Stru- Jay Scrub, who obviously was was a JUCO guy, um, tremendous upside as well. Uh, a guy who's really young and has a lot of uh, really raving raving criticism about him. Uh, sorry, really raving kind of um, plaudits who, who guys who really like him. And then. Um, as I just see yeah. now, as I kind of have my my Twitter stream in front of me, um, Tyrell Terry 
mocked to the Wolves not only by Kevin O'Connor but also by Chad Ford, who both who both use a lot of intel-based, um, you know, analysis when they're mocking guys. So, so there must be a little bit of steam about Tyrell Terry, um, you know, among among agent mm-hmm. circles and and off front office circles, and then uh, obviously Minnesota, you know, native as well. So it's there's a lot. I think the 17th pick. There's there's honestly just as much intrigue for me as with what they do at 17, whether it be trade or, or, or draft, um, as there is at one. And yeah, uh, for me, for me, it's Tyrese. Ma- if Tyrese Maxey falls to 17, he he's my guy. Um, if you if that happens, um, sure. you know, text me on draft night because I'll be having a beer for, for Tyrese Maxey. So, um, he, he's one of my guys. I have him as a top 10 prospect pretty comfortably. So, um, yeah. The, okay. I, I, I'm so I'm so intrigued, and I'm so interested to see what happens on Wednesday night, and I can't can't wait to to talk right. to you about it. You know, after that. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think my only concern with Maxi is his size. Yeah, and I don't yeah, think and, and I think that, that I think that's a legitimate. My yeah, I think that's concern. a legitimate concern. Um, I think yeah. you know, but but I think if yeah. you I think if you're going to play a two-point guard lineup, kind of with Lamelo, obviously Lamelo is is huge. But um, right, right. Tyrese Maxey, a guy who I fully believe in defensively, and I think um can, can guard twos at the next level. He's got a six foot right. seven wingspan as well. So um, either way, that when we we yeah. shouldn't go too yeah. far into that because I've already I've already rambled enough for, for <laughs> you know about yeah. <laughs> We're getting all into Tyree. <laughs> yeah. End up on like the Milwaukee Bucks or something. We're not going to care. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, Jake, I, I, I greatly appreciate your time. Uh, I think, you know, the next 72 hours are going to be a blast. I really, 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 really think uh, we're, we're in for a good, good week ahead. Uh, Wolves fans, let's go ahead and get, get LaMelo <laughs> ball. Let's just do it. Right. So Jake, uh, you know, everyone, Jake, thank you so much for being here. Obviously, follow him on Twitter at Jake Painting, P A Y N. Yeah, you did. And uh, and just to add in there, um, sure we obviously and, and um, obviously I, I love your show, and and I don't want to come in to to self promote, but but for anyone's listening, I know you have a, a pretty loyal fan base. Um, I'll be doing a, a live stream and and the uh, you know the podcast on on the dra- on draft night um live reaction yeah. kind of with a with a wolves eye on, on things and um i, I might right. even get you to, to come in and have a have a chat on that night and we kind of just have guests uh, yep. rolling through and whatnot but but yeah if yeah. you listen to this and that that's something that interests you um definitely come along and, and follow me on twitter and you'll, you'll be able to find find the link for that yeah 100 percent wolves fans you can pro- i can promise you if you're listening to this no, on draft night, I will be in Jake's live stream. Please be there. Um, 100%, I will be there. Follow him on Twitter at Jake Painting. Um, check out his work at Canis Hoop. It's in incredible work. Um, just look at his his stuff over the past two months, just leading up to the draft from a prospect standpoint. If there's a prospect you've thought, oh, I would love him to the Wolves, Jake has written about him. Go check it out. Um, certainly check out Painting Points podcast. I think it's on Apple, Spotify. I've been on there once before incredible incredible podcast make sure you check out jake's stuff just just an absolute honor to have you here jake thank you so much and uh wolves fans we'll talk soon